welcome to another Liberty Minute, today brought to you with the help of My Patriot Supply. Right now, my viewers and listeners can save 25% on a four-week emergency food kit or $300 on a three-month emergency food kit. All of their food kits have up to a 25-year shelf life. So to get prepared today, head over to my link, preparewithliberty.com. Ron DeSantis signed HB 259, Florida's church carry bill, into law this week. This means that religious institutions in the state will no longer be automatically designated as gun-free zones, even if they also offer daycares, run schools, or rent space from a school for their services. Those institutions will now be able to choose for themselves whether or not they allow firearms on their property or during services, which is the way it should be. While this is a win in some regards, this bill was advanced to the governor's desk while a constitutional carry bill was not. Former President Trump visited with Governor Greg Abbott in Texas at the border this week, showing up long before the Biden administration. Trump met with Abbott and 20 House Republicans, the lieutenant governor, and various border agents and officials in the Rio Grande Valley, an area seen as bearing the brunt of the border crisis. Many of the politicians and officials at the meeting took a tour of the border the night before to see some of the issues firsthand. Some of them even spoke to women and children who were allegedly turning themselves into Border Patrol at the time in order to better understand the reasons why people were crossing into the country illegally in the first place. Meanwhile, Vice President Harris took a trip to El Paso last week, another border city that's over 750 miles away and that has seen considerably fewer problems with illegal immigration, drug smuggling, and human trafficking. Democrats have deemed this a safe political move. Overall, Trump's visit is worrying Democrats, as the region is identifying more and more as Republican despite being a majority Hispanic population. Later on Wednesday, Trump appeared on Hannity and indicated that he had made his decision about whether to run for president again in 2024, but did not actually reveal his decision. The suspense. On Thursday, lawyers for the Trump Organization and one of its top executives pleaded not guilty to several charges related to an alleged 16-year fraud and tax evasion scheme. An indictment claims the company funneled more than $1.7 million in indirect employee compensation to its top executive, Alan Weiselberg, and his family from 2005 to 2021, and then didn't properly report the payments to the IRS. Mr. Trump and his team have released a statement that they believe the charges stem from the political witch hunt against him, though he himself has not actually been charged or implicated in the lawsuit at all. Also this week, a huge explosion in California left at least 17 people, including police officers, injured. The explosion came when the LAPD's bomb squad accidentally set off thousands of pounds of illegal fireworks they had seized. The fireworks had been placed in a vehicle with a containment vessel that was supposed to contain the blast. 
Instead, the vehicle blew up and the explosion turned over a nearby car and shattered windows in homes and businesses nearby. Most of the injuries were sustained by members of the LAPD and the ATF, which I'm sure would make George Washington very happy on this coming Independence Day. The roughly 5,000 pounds of fireworks had been seized from a man who is being accused of smuggling them in from out of state to resell for the 4th of July weekend. He's been charged with possession of a destructive device and could face an additional charge of child endangerment just because his 10-year-old brother lives with him. Local officials are using their mess-up as proof of the danger of illegal fireworks and to stress that they're too dangerous for regular citizens in residential neighborhoods. And finally, back when Biden was at the G7 summit, the U.S. put out a proposal for a global minimum tax on corporations because the current administration believes that any one country's tax brackets should also be every other country's business. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reported on Thursday that 130 nations have now signed on to this proposal as part of a broader agreement to overhaul international tax rules, which doesn't sound at all like Alex Jones' warnings about the NWO. The actual rate that corporations would be charged has not been announced, but the Biden administration recommended a global tax of at least 15%. If enacted, the tax changes would theoretically stop large corporations from moving their headquarters to lower tax locations. Quote, For decades, the United States has participated in a self-defeating international tax competition, lowering our corporate tax rates only to watch other nations lower theirs in response. The result was a global race to the bottom. Who could lower their corporate rates further and faster? Yellen said in a statement, as if it's a bad thing and not at all how economics are supposed to work. The new tax plan would also focus taxes on where the companies are actually doing their business. Biden has touted this new global tax plan as foreign policy for the middle class. That being said, many major financial institutions and all of the central banks are on board, which should tell you that the policies really have nothing to do with the middle class. All right, folks, those are your major news headlines for the last couple of days. Please like, share, and subscribe. And if you liked this video, please check out my channel for all my other videos, as well as my live streams that run every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. As always, thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you on the next one.